Growth, the ultimate marker of business success. As we head into a particularly uncertain 2023, World 50, G100, and procurement leaders conducted 49 in-depth interviews and gathered feedback from 219 senior level executives from all functions and industries. Overall, members were optimistic about their own growth prospects. In this audio report, we're going to share some of the strategies from business leaders searching for and achieving growth in these uncertain times. This is the time for leadership to distinguish itself by making differentiated bets. There's more space for creative investments. I think people over-indexed on purely growth. And now leaders will see that there's more value to investments that can not only down the road lead to growth, but short-term provide some productivity. If you are investing for growth and your organization isn't slightly stressed about how you're investing, you're probably not doing it right. That was Frank Blake, former CEO of the Home Depot and chairman at Delta Airlines. So how are companies prioritizing growth right now? According to our survey, they are mostly focused on organic growth. Members ranked new product or service development first, followed by expanding their customer base. Joy Wald, Chief Transformation Officer at Terminex, shared her company's process for success through organic growth. We went off-site. We had the strategic meeting about, yes, pie-in-the-sky levers of all these things for growth. But we made sure we left there with like three to five key initiatives The enemy of progress is too many bright, shiny objects. And we said, let's have these three to five initiatives that we're going to lock arms on and go. And so we built something called a trusted advisor. Our technicians pull up to a customer's house, pull their hat down and said, I'm here to protect their home. They do their job. They inspect that home. And we don't sell. When you have more than one service with a company, you are sticky. We kept it simple. So our focus was around empowering the techs, having them understand the why. And so the the results are just off the charts. And fast forward, uh, July, we had 14% organic growth. It's worth noting that respondents who rated their company's short-term growth as excellent placed more emphasis on adding new products or services capacity when compared with the average, suggesting they are in a better position to invest in growth. Overall, M&A activity ranks sixth, suggesting that much of the deal flow we have seen in recent years may erode with the higher cost of money. At the end of the day, providing clarity to employees is of the utmost importance, according to Thilloway Ross, Human Capital Director at Old Mutual Insurance in South Africa. I think we're just in a season where leaders have to provide clarity. Whatever the growth path has to look like and in the way that they articulate it, make sure that it's crystal clear to people. This is, for me, particularly true in financial services, where we employ a lot of very smart people who are very technically trained, who can hide behind words and fancy slides and methodologies and frameworks. But actually, I believe like leaders are in a season where they need to keep things crystal clear for people. So that people understand, firstly, what am I accountable for? What are you accountable for? So therefore, what does delivery look like? Like, what's the endpoint that you're expecting? There's never going to be a perfect way to get there. But our ability to create that clarity to people, in this instance, is clarity about what's our growth path. What does growth mean for us and our team? What is it that you're holding me accountable for? Is it clear to you? Is it clear to me? Then I know where I must run to. We focus on our core business and double down on 
the no regrets investments that we know are things that no matter where the economy goes or what happened, we, we were definitely going to need. So like the digital platforms are a clear example of that. I just don't see the world going back to what it was five years ago. Marco Ferrato, SVP and Chief Strategy Officer at Unum, shared those thoughts which were echoed by many of the business leaders that we spoke to. According to our members, advances in technology will be the most significant accelerator of growth, with 59% of members ranking it first. Consistently, members told us that they're investing for the longer term in technology, even if it puts pressure on margins and revenues in the short term. COVID was cited by many surveyed as tearing down bureaucracies and accelerating shifts to digital. Dan Futter, the chief commercial officer at Dow Inc., describes the massive change their business has experienced. What happened during COVID, which was fascinating, was we used to get most of our leads through trade shows and being in front of a customer. And we're like, well, we're not at any trade shows anymore and we're not in front of any customers. And so we made a really big pivot to digital demand generation, which would be not unusual in the B2C world, right? But it's more unusual in the B2B space. So we switched from doing a handful of campaigns to doing hundreds and hundreds of digital demand generation campaigns. So then right in the space of two years. So that's a massive transformational change. And so we're wrestling mostly with making sure, okay, well, that's a different journey those customers are going through. Have we designed for a great experience on that journey? Is it good for our people to support? Is it good for the customers to go through? And so lots and lots of effort in that space trying to improve. So what we found was we moved from literally probably less than 10% of our leads coming in through Dow.com to now it's the majority. That's a massive change. According to our survey, the second most commonly cited driver of growth was an easing of the talent shortage. Similarly, labor and talent shortages were voted the number one barrier to growth in our survey. While layoffs may be necessary for certain companies, Frank Blake believes now is the time to drive productivity and retain your labor force. Most businesses are having a hard time holding on to people. And so their effort should be How do I hold on to the team that I've got? I didn't exit COVID with enough people to begin with. The difficulty of attracting people is huge. I'm not going to assume that this is a recession that lasts a long, long time. You got to figure out how you get more productivity out of the people that you have. There may be exceptions to this, but most businesses are faced with high turnover rates, very hard hiring folks. Rob Andrews, CEO of Health Transformation Alliance, believes this could be a permanent shift in labor dynamics. It's more a matter of a cultural paradigm shift where the power to define the relationship between work and non-work time, family time, leisure time, volunteer time, I think has permanently shifted toward employees. And this is a cultural change that's really personal. What we're focused on right now is an alignment with our customers, trying to understand what are their priorities as they look over over the next 12 to 18 months. That was Frank Manorino, president, U.S. retail in Canada at Stanley Black & Decker. While employees and talent may be at the top of mind, when it comes to actually making decisions related to growth, the customer is still the biggest stakeholder. 53% of respondents said the customer comes first in short-term growth considerations, with 45% saying they came first in the long term. August Calhoun, EVP and President, 
Sales and Operations for Change Healthcare says that by being responsive to customers' needs, the company can be more effective in its sales and training efforts. We try and listen to our customers, and we have we've done things like we are on permanently a shorter sales plan for our salespeople, right? Where before it was an annual sales plan, we made the decision and we stuck to it to be on six-month sales plans. And that allows us to adjust targets, to readjust focus, but it also allows us to do more frequent training because we can do it virtually and very effectively with video. And we change the pitch based on what our customers need. Harry Summer. President and CEO of Norwegian Cruise Line shared how putting the customer first has been their most important strategic decision. So as important as how much we want to grow is the question of how we're going to achieve it. And, and we really have taken this philosophy of, of guest firsts, where we try to imagine the product and not just the product, the entire process from, you know, the initial guest contact with us, going through our marketing, through our website, and look at it through the eyes of what would make the best possible guest experience, because if we get the guest experience right, we have a huge engine for future growth. We have two like really immediate metrics that we can look at that are incredible predictors of whether we're going to have future financial success. One is the guest satisfaction on the ship. And the, the second thing we can look at is we actually sell guests future cruises while they're on the ship. And it's amazingly resilient, despite what happens in the environment with COVID, despite what happens in the environment with recessions, we have found these two metrics to be an amazing predictor of what our future success for the next 12 to 24 months is going to be. We're now a year later. We can actually measure the people that traveled in the back half of last year. Are they coming back more frequently or not? So our record year for return rate was 2018 guests returning into 2019. Last year, the rate of people traveling in 22 returning in 23 is double what the rate was for 18 going into 19. A wow moment. If there's one consistent theme that comes out of our interviews, it's the fact that leaders are aware of how resilient their organizations have become. There's an anxiety about the economic situation, but most also believe it's time to be courageous. Dick Bohr, director at Nestle Shell and SHB Holdings said, You have to have guts to things which you believe are important. Don't stop it today. When you come back, you're behind. Penny Kotner, CEO of Infinite Electronics, strongly agreed. I would underscore for CEOs who've never been through a cycle before, the most important thing is don't lose your nerve and make sure that you continue to invest where you know your business thrives. It's just a matter of keeping your eye on what you know you do well. Businesses have learned to react quickly, and they are now becoming much more proactive, particularly when it comes to making the longer-term bets needed for growth. Whether this will hold if conditions continue to deteriorate is up for debate. But for right now, the mood of our members is a focus, not panic. Kristen Chavez, Vice President of Product Management at ResMed, described the new normal many businesses are now operating in. We've actually now stopped talking about resilience because it just is a state of where we're at. And people were getting tired of us saying, well, it's okay if we just get through this. So as a leader, what I finally told my team is we're in it. We are going through it now. This is our lives. There isn't a, we're now gonna get through this and then this happens and now we're gonna get through this. And it's about how do we really enjoy what we're doing and recognize and reap those rewards. We hope that you found this research useful and that some of the perspectives expressed here are as helpful as you address these challenges. The full report is available and can be viewed at gettingtogrowth.com. 
Please share your feedback with us or ask further questions by contacting info at gettingtogrowth.com. Thank you for listening.